My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Tuesday the 24th of October. I'm Emma Gillespie. I'm Billy Fitzsimons and we are filling in for Sam and Zara for a couple of days this week, but we will be back to regular programming before you know it. This week, Australia's largest food relief organisation, Food Bank, released its annual hunger report, which found 3.7 million Australian households have experienced some sort of food insecurity in the past year. What we're seeing is that, that food has become a discretionary item and for some a luxury item. In today's deep dive, I'm speaking with the CEO of Food Bank Australia to find out what food insecurity is, why the number of Australians experiencing it has increased and what can be done to change that. But first, Billy, what's making headlines? First Nations leaders involved in the Yes campaign have accused Australians of committing a shameful act by voting against an Indigenous voice in the failed referendum on October 14th. More than 60% of Australians voted no in the referendum. The statement from First Nations leaders marks the end of a week of silence to mourn the result. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has not yet commented on the statement. However, he did say on Friday, we respect the outcome in our democracy. Financial losses to job and employment scams have increased by 740% this year, according to the National Anti-Scam Centre. WhatsApp, Facebook, TikTok and Instagram have become key platforms for scammers pretending to be recruiters. The government is urging people to be on high alert for scammers, especially if they're looking for a job, with Australians reporting losses of $20 million already this year to employment scams. And in a Daily Oz exclusive, thousands of Aussie students will have part of their hex debt waived due to a record-keeping technicality. Over 13,000 students will have a combined $5.4 million wiped from their student debt. And this is because some students were unable to see their hex debt records on the ATO website. So those impacted by the error won't need to pay the amount incurred through indexation for the past four years. For more on that story, you can visit our Instagram page. And today's good news, Australia has won the International Wheelchair Rugby Cup after defeating Canada at the finals in Paris. After losing to Canada in the opening game, Australia finished on top. What a comeback. Riley Batt was one of the standout players for the Aussies in the 53-48 win. Nearly 4 million Australian homes experienced food insecurity in the past year. That's according to Food Bank's annual hunger report, which published its latest findings this week. Brianna Case is the CEO of Food Bank Australia, and she joins us now to talk about these findings. Brianna, welcome to the pod. Before we get into it, though, for those who are listening who might not be familiar with the concept, what is food insecurity? Food insecurity is essentially a spectrum. It can start with feeling anxious or worried about whether or not you've got enough money to actually put a meal on the table through to the more moderate form of food insecurity, which is about making compromises on the type and quantity of food that you're eating, right through to severe food insecurity, which is skipping meals or going entire days without eating. And the reality is right now, 3.7 million households across Australia have experienced food insecurity in the last 
12 months. And to put that into perspective, that's more than the total number of households in Melbourne and Sydney combined. That is a really significant number. How do those findings differ from previous years? Have you seen any big changes in the 2023 findings? We have. This year's quite different for a number of reasons. One, we've seen a 383,000 household increase in the number of households experiencing food insecurity, so a very, very significant jump, but also a very significant change in what food insecurity looks like and who's experiencing it. What we've seen with this year's Food Bank Hunger Report is that 77% of households are experiencing food insecurity for the very first time. And they skew younger, so we're seeing more and more people under the age of 45. We're seeing people who are employed. In fact, 60% of food insecure households have a job. And we're also seeing food insecurity impacting mid to high income earners. So this notion that a job is a shield against food insecurity in Australia, we've shot that to pieces. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about that group of people, you know, younger people, people Mm. on decent, in inverted commas, incomes, being in this report for the first time. How has cost of living impacted food insecurity in Australia? What we've seen this year is that for the vast majority, about 80% of households, it is the cost of living crisis. What we're seeing with hunger in Australia is the the harsh realities of what the cost of living crisis looks like in the home. And it's not hard to understand why. We know that a third of people with a mortgage are now experiencing some level of food insecurity. And we know that half of renters are experiencing food insecurity as well. So when we look at housing and homelessness, when we look at utilities costs, when we look at the cost of buying food and groceries, transport costs, petrol costs, it all adds up. And the reality is what we might have been able to cover with one income before, we're now needing one and a half, two incomes to cover. What we are seeing and hearing increasingly at Food Bank is people working a full-time, as you said, a good job during the day, but they're having to work a side hustle at night. It's often in the gig economy because unfortunately, when your expenses are outpacing your income, it's not hard to do the maths. And what we're seeing is that, that food has become a discretionary item and for some a luxury item. How does that impact the rest of people's lives? What's the flow on effect of not knowing for certain whether you can put food on the table, you know, psychologically, physically? Mm. How does that impact everyone? There's a few things that are deeply concerning us this year. One is that we know about half of those experiencing food insecurity have reduced their consumption and purchasing of fresh fruit and vegetables and protein. So when we think about the health and and dietary and nutrition implications of this, I'm really concerned about what that means from a physical health point of view. And, And let's bear in mind, those half who've reduced it are coming from a low base. So we're already only accessing the, the smallest amount. But also, as you indicated, the mental health implications here are really significant. And when you are dealing with this, this feeling in the pit of your stomach, not only hunger, but also this worry and anxiety about whether or not you're going to be able to eat today, tomorrow, next week. And when we are talking about younger households, what's concerning me at the moment is younger households with young children who are living in now quite vulnerable circumstances. And the guilt associated with not being able to provide for your young child is huge. And it's one of the reasons we are trying so hard at Food Bank to highlight that we are here 
to help you. Food Bank is here. It's what we do best. And what absolutely crushes my spirit is when I hear people who are not reaching out and asking for food relief when they so clearly need it because A, they're embarrassed or worried or ashamed, or B, they think someone else deserves it more than they do. I'm here to tell you, if you can't afford to put a meal on the table routinely, you need food relief and it's precisely why we're here and it's as simple as jumping on our website clicking a find food button and you will find food relief near you are you finding especially with the amount of young people that we've seen in Mm. these findings this year are you worried about that stigma continuing on We are. We know when we look at who is experiencing hunger in Australia, we know that only about a quarter are actively reaching out to formal food relief organisations like Food Bank. We know about a third are reaching out to family, friends, loved ones, neighbours for help. But there's a half sitting out there not getting any help at all. And we need to make sure we break down some of these barriers to what's stopping people accessing food relief. Absolutely, shame and stigma is part of it. And I really hope that conversations like the one we're having right now help people understand there's no shame or stigma here. Life gets in the way for everyone. And I think if we think back to COVID, we all knew someone who lost hours, lost employment, had something happen through no fault of your own, and you found yourself in really difficult circumstances. Right now, the demand for food relief is higher than it was at the height of COVID. So if you think you're alone here, I'm here to tell you you're not. We are fast approaching a scenario where one in two Australian households will know what food insecurity means and is because it's touched them themselves. And it's important to recognise this isn't happening every day. For, for many people, this might be a one-off. It might be every now and then. It might be those final three or four days before payday when you suddenly realise you can't go out for lunch with, with your office mates because you don't have the funds to do that, where you might be grabbing some, some morning tea in the tea room because that's going to be your only meal that day. That is food insecurity. That is happening to an increasing number of people and you need food relief. And that's what we're here for. Australia is one of the wealthiest countries in the world. Is this a trend being seen elsewhere or is the situation particularly bad here and why would that be? It is definitely something that shocks people to think that right here in the lucky country, we've got 3.7 million households who at some point haven't known where their next meal was coming from. It's also quite confronting when we think about the fact that each and every year we produce enough food in this country to feed our population three times over, yet we've got a hunger problem. We also have a food waste problem, incidentally. It's costing our economy $36.6 billion each year and 70% of the food that is wasted is perfectly edible. So we've got this ridiculous situation where we have enough food, but it's not getting to the right places. And when we do look globally, yes, unfortunately, we are seeing food insecurity reaching rates it never has before in both developed and developing nations. But when we look at the geopolitical landscape right now, uh, my food banking counterparts in the Middle East, my food banking counterparts in Northern America, they're seeing very similar challenges to us right now. But there are various different policies and, and laws that can help alleviate food insecurity and then address it. And we've been very strident with government in highlighting the fact that the evidence is clear. We have a food bank hunger report that shows what rates of food insecurity we have in Australia and what we can do about it, because denying that we have a hunger problem is not going to help us fix it. 
Is there a way to simultaneously tackle both of these issues, you know, this enormous amount of food that's being wasted paired with all of these Australians who are going hungry? Yes, and, and it's precisely what Food Bank does best. We work really closely with farmers, manufacturers and our retailers to rescue food that we know is perfectly edible and delicious. Quite often, it doesn't look quite right. It might be the, the wonky fruit and vegetables that you see. We're talking about tomatoes that are the wrong shade of red and cucumbers that are a bit bendy. I don't care what they look like. They are still going to deliver wonderfully nutritious food. But only about 70% of our total food relief volumes at Food Bank come through that food rescue. The remainder we actually have to buy because when you work as we do in a surprise chain rather than a supply chain, we never know what we're going to have donated to us day in, day out. But there are certain products we need to have available year round. And when we know that 50% of people are reducing their purchasing of fresh fruit and vegetables and protein, we know very clearly we're going to have to secure a lot more of both of those products in particular to make sure that we can help people through this really tricky period. We might have people listening right now who are feeling like they do need the help that you've described. What can they do? What are the next steps for them to take? And then similarly, you know, we might have people listening who really want to help. Mm. What can they do in this situation? First port of call to answer both of those questions is to go to foodbank.org.au. If you are in need of food relief, click on a big button that says find food. It is as simple as that. Pop in your postcode and it will spit out some answers around where you can access food relief. And likewise, if you're in a position to donate, there's a donate now button. Every dollar donated is two meals created and there has never been a more important time to support the community. I know that for many listeners out there, they're not in a position to do that right now. But for those who are, please know you are going to be changing lives through that donation and we are so proud of the work that we do at food bank but we can't do it without you so to everyone who has been supporting us whether that be through time treasure or talent thank you we're so grateful Thank you so much for joining us on The Daily Oz. And before you go, it would be so helpful if you could press follow on the app that you are currently listening to this podcast on. It really helps us grow and it helps new people find us. We'll be back again tomorrow, but until then, have a great day.